everybody, and welcome back to Beer Bubbles, the number one bubbliest podcast in the world. And we're here with Jonas H. Andersson. <laughs> Jonas H. Andersson. H. Andersson. Uh, Pilsner.nu. Yes. I'm always saying, uh, saying Pilsner.now, and that's wrong. <laughs> but, it, but it's <laughs> actually the translation of Pilsner NU is Pilsner Now. Yeah, it means give me Pilsner Now. Uh, <laughs> You've been at this for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's been 15 years now with, with the blog. Um, started um, started because of, of everybody was calling me on the Saturdays uh, when they were on the Monopoly and asking me what to drink, and I get bored of that, so to speak. So I started to write a little about it and tell everybody, that, please look there. This is what's going to release this week, and this is what's good to drink and everything. And I had a lot of time at that uh, part of my life because I've just been sick for a couple of um, years and I was uh, starting working a little again on uh, a brewery in Åland in Finland at, at Stalhagen so all the travels there was perfect for me to, to write a little on the blogs and everything so so that's the way it started up so how, how did you end up with beer in the first place? Yeah, that's interesting. It was in 1984. I was studying at the university in Uppsala. I uh, was studying uh, uh, physics and uh, computing, I think it was. <laughs> it was so long ago. So. <laughs> and I was looking for uh, uh, something to do, uh, work o- over the summer. And they had a work at Prips Brewery, the biggest in Sweden at that time, where they were looking for people to help me with the drafts beers in the summer. So it started eighty four that I work eight weeks on preps, uh, putting up draft beer in 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 around Uppsala in Sweden, and then uh, I go back to work to study, and then they call me and said, uh, "Can you help us a little? We have so much to do." And then ten years later, uh, <laughs> I suddenly realized I've been on preps at, for ten years working with with draft beer. So then I ended up at uh, I quit there and I started at Coca Cola soft drinks when they started in Sweden. So I was uh, educating and teaching the the guys starting with soft drinks, putting up these soft drinks soft drinks machines on our restaurants. Mm. So I did that for two years or three years, and then I started one of the first microbreweries in Sweden, Slottsjansbryggeri. Uh, it was a a friend of mine who said I got a friend that he wanted to start a, a microbrewery, and I think you are the perfect people to be in there. So we started um, Slotchers Brewery in 1997 and uh, get out the first beer from the brewery in 1998. And in 2001, I think, I had a heavy burnout and, and was on a sick leave for seven years. And, and after that, I haven't been working with beer in that way. I've been blogging and I've been, been doing uh, a lot of of, of tastings and, and uh, everything, but uh, I have another work now. Not I not get my money from beer any longer, so to speak. I spend my money on beer. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all do that? <laughs> we do Most that of it even though we work with beer, <laughs> we <laughs> do spend our money on beer. <laughs> but beer is so good. So yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. So I, I've been in the, in the beer business for almost forty years. Next year is forty years. But the blog has been going for fifteen years. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Writing a blog about beer, what's, what do you mostly write about? Mostly it's been, what's been popular in Sweden, it's, it's uh, that I'm allowed to go to the system blog and try everything mm. before it's released. So everybody's interesting to see what's going to be released and how good it is and, and uh, everything like that. And then the travels, when we are 
we we are many now. So, but 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 I, when I'm going abroad on festivals and everything, that's been quite popular also. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now um, we are many. We are I, I I I'm not alone any longer on the blog. So and the new guys when they write uh, since I don't live in Stockholm when they write about things happening in Stockholm it's very popular. Mm. So we see that. I can also see that that we've been more and more popular in Sweden, uh, uh, sorry, in Stockholm now uh, than before. Okay. So, so it's uh, don't know why, but but it started as a local project for you in Uppsala, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. And and the reason you are here today is because we're going to have a bit of a celebration thingy tonight. Yeah, we're going to have uh, we have a celebration week this week, fifteen years trying to get sober. No, 15 years <laughs> with, with Pilsner, we don't know. Um, and uh, when uh, we're doing tastings, we did one in Uppsala in uh, Monday, we're going to do here tonight, um, Akarat, and it's very, very nice of you to let us have one here. It's going to be so fun, uh, trying of a lot course. of your beers from down here in the cellar. And then uh, in the weekend now, we're going to have a big um, celebration in Uppsala with uh, lunch and a lot of beers and uh, some more beers and maybe a little more food. <laughs> I just want to clarify for those listening abroad that when we're talking about Systemologet, it is, uh, alcohol is monopolized in Sweden by the government. Mm. So the only liquor stores that are allowed to sell alcohol over 3.5% mm. is actually the government-owned monopoly. So that is Systemologet. That's the name of the shop. Yeah. Because I know there's some people like who are, are not listening from Sweden. <laughs> yes, kind of like the mafia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jonas, you have your ear to the ground. You've you've been doing this for a long time. Is there going to be a new IPA? I mean, the like a trend as strong as the IPA trend that hit us maybe 15 years ago in Sweden. Is is it going to be repeated with something else, or is was that it? Oh, it's hard to say, but I think it was it. I think the next trend is going to be back to the roots. Mm. If that's a trend, I don't know. But I think uh, you start to see that people are more and more interesting to to the... Uh, I, I can't say the genuine, but... but traditional. L- traditional, yeah. beer, uh, traditional German beer, British beer, but also like the traditional Belgian beer. Mm. Back to the roots a little... Uh, I see that on, on when I do tastings and what people talk about that that uh, uh, IPA has been uh, it's been so strange because the IPA in Sweden a lot of the IPA in Sweden from the big breweries they are really boring and it's not interesting IPA so people today in Sweden they say oh I just drink IPA but the today's IPA from the big breweries is like a, a, a ordinary lager yeah. I think uh, so the IPA Still going to have a much, but it's going to be a lot of it. But you have, I think it's getting more and more, not freak show, but you're going to have deep us, extreme deep us, and, 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 and trip us. So, so, so it's going to be more and more and more in one side, and on the other side, it's going to be more traditional. Uh, I've always been hoping for so many years that it's going to be a trend on wheat beer, and it's going to be a trend on, on some kind of dark lager or something. But Dark Lager is really strong now. We yeah, noticed yeah. that lots of breweries are doing Schwarzbier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's getting higher and higher, but uh, and bigger and bigger. But not th- the way I hope. <laughs> <laughs> but it's getting. You get more and more of it, of course. But in Sweden right now, you get more than everything. You can find, if you look at the variety on, on styles in in a, in a country, what you're doing. I don't think you can find a country 
to compare with Sweden with the, with the virus that we have here because we get everything here. Yeah. You can find from the most extreme extreme on one wing to the other to the ex- most extreme mm-hmm. and really good IPA mm-hmm. to the really really sour extreme beers on the other side. Yeah. You can and do really good lagers and yeah, really yeah, good yeah, stout yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. And you have the pastry stout. If you like pastry stout, the pastry stout is excellent in Sweden. Mm. Um, for me, it's too much sugar, but but they are excellent. Yeah. When you present a Swedish pastry stout for people from abroad, then they say, oh, this is incredible good. Mm. And I travel a lot. Um, I'm judging also, so I've been judging a lot on, on competitions in Europe for the last three, four years. And we travel there, what people are interesting in Sweden, they are interesting in, uh, of course, what's happening with the IPA and the brews here. But otherwise, it's, yeah, you're really strong on this pastry stout. <laughs> <laughs> Th- that's what I heard about Sweden. I think um, Omnipoyo's got some, yeah. a big part of that. Yeah. yeah. With, a, with a success with Noah and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. No, the, when, it, when it comes to the dark lagers, and I've noticed a lot when we serve our guests... It's a really good food beer, yeah. To co- especially for like the bifrydbär, where you have some steak or anything like that. So it's a perfect combination for food. So and I think people realize it a bit more and more, mm. and everybody gets shocked when they're like, "Oh, what should I drink? A dark lager? I don't like dark beer. Dark is not a flavor." <laughs> like mm-hmm. you try it, and they get surprised. Yeah. So it's it's a really good beer to to have with your food as well as the, the Belgium doubles. Yeah, like I, I, I was going to say that, that it's the same with the Belgian doubles, that when you present a Belgian double dark uh, or, or a quad uh, from Belgium mm-hmm. to food, people say, no, 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 I can't drink that. I say, please try. Yeah. And when they try to say, it's excellent with the food. Yeah. So, so when you, I used to say, please close your eyes and try mm. this beer. And they say, it's good, but it's dark. Yeah, but as you said, dark is not a flavor. Yeah, exactly. And I think the the trend I would, would hope for is the, the beer and food pairing that, that would become much more popular because everybody thinks wine, wine, mm-hmm. wine, wine. Mm-hmm. I've been but trying for 25 years now, yeah. and uh, <laughs> I'm still hoping. <laughs> oh, that's, that's I'll, I'll keep that fight going for you. Oh, thank you very much. When, <laughs> I, when I lay down and die, you take over. Thank you. No, but it's, a, it's the same with beer in food. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you have this, like um, a pork something, and you boil it, for example, in a Belgian blonde or something, mm. uh, it's so excellent, it's so good. But people say, no, no you can't have beer and food. And it's mm. the only thing you can do is what we call portestek here in Sweden, Sweden, yeah. Yeah. or and this Schermans beef. You can try to translate that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I'm not. I'm not going to be uh, tempted to uh, translate <laughs> semen. Schermans. It's hot. Fuck. <laughs> I had the discu- seafarer steak. <laughs> I had a discussion with a guest yesterday. He, he told me that he he had a lot of beers in his cellar, and a lot of them were not drinkable anymore. They were enjoyable to drink. It's like I'm. So, I'm just going to pour them out. I'm like, why? Cook, Ma- cook with it. Or like, make I'm, bread. Or yeah. make bread. Yeah. And I was like, you can do a, like an onion sauce. When yeah, you do the yeah. fr- uh, boiled potatoes yeah, yeah. And, and fried uh, pork. Like do an onion sauce. Boil the onions for a long time in the beer. And you will get a flavor that is mm-hmm. unlike anything else. I'm like, what? That's a really good idea. As, <laughs> like, as long as the beer is not too hop forward uh, yeah. uh, or too fresh and hop forward. Because mm. if it ages, it, it actually the bitterness mm. tends to soften down a bit. But as long as the beer is not too hop forward... Uh, you can use it in almost any kind of food. Mm. Yeah, a sour beer instead of white wine in a mm. in a traditional white wine sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. beautiful. 
and oh, and try uh, wheat beer uh, to do like boil a white fish in 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 uh, a wheat beer. Mm. It's ec- excellent. Yeah. It's so good because you got this wheatness, uh, the breadness in the fish, and it's mm. so good. I, I, I usually do a, a like a herbal cream sauce where I do I open a sour beer and the last bit I have left with the sediment I just pour into the sauce mm. and it, the acidity that it adds is amazing yeah. for a chicken so or pork or I'm getting hungry here. Let's <laughs> go on to something <laughs> else. <laughs> Sorry, uh, you have made a big decision that from next week you are going to be uh, taking it a bit more easy. Yeah, mm. uh, fifteen years. It's a lot of time blogging so um after this weekend it's gonna be well of course i'm gonna be pilsen dot now always in sweden but uh dot now dot nu dot nu <laughs> sorry <laughs> uh, all, all the time but but it's not gonna be me for, for, to be the front person so mm. to speak it's gonna be mauro and and um, matilda a new girl so it's gonna take a little more easy i'm gonna sit on a bench try every beer and tell them that no that's not good and, and that way so, <laughs> Matilda so. is snicker use right yeah it's snicker yeah. use snicker on, 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 on Instagram, Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. so they're gonna run uh, more of the blog and we have some more surprises there also so yeah. it's gonna be a lot of people so so they have to be four or five people you know to 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 do your job to do my job <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially to drink the same amount of beer every week so, so, so. no so it's going to be um, I'm going to step down um, it's been a real nice time and it's going to be a nice time also because uh, I'm never going to let go everything of it but uh, the young people going to take over now but you're going to be more editorial yeah yeah some kind of like that quality control yeah some kind of quality <laughs> pulling control. the strings <laughs> <laughs> How do you look at that with the future of Pilsenberg New? What, what, what do you think is going to happen with Pilsenberg New? I hope it's going to be like, um, in two years, it's going to be like maybe ten writers in totally different uh, ways. Some people writing extremely about uh, hop-forward beers and hoppy. So when you read Pilsen.now, you know that that guy or that girl she like the, like the same beer. So if she say a beer is good, I know that. Oh, I like it. We're going to find some people that write a little more that for, like with all the ordinary beer that ordinary people, not our freaks and and geeks, are drinking. <laughs> um, people for that because they are also interested in beer. But sometimes we get a little too enthusiastic and try them. We want them to try two extreme beers. Mm. So I want to find someone that writing a little more easy so to speak and um, a mixture of everything of this uh, we're also trying to get people all over sweden so we got people in stockholm uppsala some in gothenburg some in, in the south of sweden so we can do and uh, up north so we can do more uh, locally about local pubs restaurants breweries and everything a bit like my beer destination when i did travel yeah. to new city and do yeah uh, yeah like a pub crawl with someone yeah, from the yeah, city. Yeah, something like that. Um, but we see. I, I'm, I'm not the boss any longer, so, so it's... Uh, You're still <laughs> it's the boss. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's a funny thing with, as you say, the ordinary, the not, not the beer, beer freaks. Uh, they apologize. No, I'm boring. I just drink lagers. Yeah. You not, you're, not, you're not boring. Like, no. it's, it's one of the hardest styles to make. Yeah. And... and, and uh, and it is the hardest style to it be. It is yeah. the yeah, hardest yeah, yeah. style. Maybe lambics could be. But yeah, 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 on the other hand, they become what they become. Yeah, exactly. The longer you've got a set goal, at least. Yeah. 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 
and and a lager. I had a tasting for a guest the other day that wasn't interested in beer that we just drank wine. So I just did lagers, I did four different kinds of lagers, and it was like, and and it, it's such a big style, and it's fun to to see people realize that it's much bigger of a style than than they think. Yeah. It's, it's not just the Stuhlstark or the the big strong beer. It's it's so much more. I have uh, always when I start to work with people on ordinary work, it comes some new, and they heard uh, they've been told that I work a lot of beers, with beers, and they ask them what they're drinking, and they say, "Well, I really like this special, special version of Carlsberg, Carlsberg sort Gold, the black," <laughs> and I say, "Oh yeah, have you tried this? No, no. Now please, next time buy three of your Carlsbergs, and you buy one of this one with Czech beer." And you buy one of these Swedish small microbrews, and then tell me after what you th- what you think about them. And they come back and say, "Shit, they're so nice. I'm never going to buy Carlsberg again." <laughs> and and that's what you say about this uh, just drinking lager beer. That there are people out there drinking lager beers from the big breweries, and they haven't understand that there are so much more flavors, mm-hmm. so much more things that not are like an IPA. Exactly. It's it's easy to drink, but it's so much better, mm. and that's a part I, I also. That's yeah. why I say I, I, I want to, to take that part on Pilsner also because they peop, those people are so important. Yeah, they well, they're, they're the ones who drink the most. Yeah, mm. that's that's ninety five percent of the people who drink beer are the ones who are not geeks. Yeah, mm. yeah, uh, and uh, to reach them, you have to be uh, maybe not as extreme. No, I, exactly. I've often wondered what it would be like to start over from scratch again <laughs> because this this trip we have we've had through uh the explosion of beer in sweden and trying new beers i'd love to start that all over <laughs> again from the beginning as, as a young person it's kind of com- it was kind of confusing because it was a lot to learn like because when when you you guys started you didn't have that much. <laughs> no. When I started, there was so much. And e- even though the IPA explosion came around the time I started working or p- had just begun, I mean, l- learning everything and r- learning all the different styles, it, it, t- it took a while. Yeah. And it's still, it, I'm still not there. But like, it, it's... I think it was 12 breweries in Sweden when uh, <laughs> I started Slot Shell. In 1995, there was nine breweries owned by five companies yeah. and they all made the same beer. Yeah. Mm. And on the, system, on the Monopoly system, Bologet, you were not allowed to sell beer over 5.7. 5.6. 6, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why Orval was pulled yeah, back. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so so it's, 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 been a, it's been a hell of a ride. And yeah. it's, yeah, maybe once again, we have to move to another country to try this <laughs> from the beginning again. Well, to, to start a new beer revolution somewhere, we'd have to move to Arthur Mongolia or something because <laughs> beer is sweeping the world. Yeah, yeah maybe is. the moon. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> First microbrewery on the moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on Mars. Mm. <laughs> then it must be not high gravity beer, it must be <laughs> low, gravity. low gravity beer. <laughs> it must be. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Intergalactic beer, huh? That would be something. It's a far way to travel to drink that, though. Yeah, we'll, we have a pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> When's the beer coming? In two years. It's yeah, yeah. going through the lines right now. <laughs> it's like, like like in Star Trek, you know. Beam me up, Scott. Beam me, beam me down. You can beam a beer. Beer me down. <laughs> yeah. Bear me down. Yeah. Bear with me. Oh, uh, sorry. I'm, I'm going to go back to, even though you get hungry, go back to the food and the beer part. Because I saw uh, one of your 
you had a lambic the other day with some cheese, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that one of your favorite combinations to do with beer, or is there something else you really oh. enjoy? <sighs> favorite. It's it's like saying there are so many good things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love cheese, and I love meat also. But but with she- cheese, also you can't say just cheese. You must go much deeper mm. to discuss so much different cheese. The, the way the cheese is, is done. But that night, I had one new favorite. It was a, uh, a cheese from D- Denmark called Full Moon. It's some kind of cheddar, I think, or something, but a little more salt. And it was so good. And it was excellent to this lambic. But otherwise, I should say, like a, a quad or something from Belgium with cheese. Mm. It's so excellent. It's very mm. classic. Yeah, it's a classic. But it's good. It's classic for a reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's good. I'm a sucker for barley wine and cheese. That's yeah, that's also good. Mm. Uh, if it's British barley wine, not the hopper Yeah, yeah British, uh, British. Yeah. of course British. <laughs> not barley wine style. <laughs> no, no, no. But but I think cheese with food, it's, uh, with beer is really good. Really good. Mm. But I mean, as I said, some pork um, grilled or, or boiled pork or pulled pork with, with a good beer, it's also excellent. Mm. Well, the, the, the thing, you have only have to go down to southern Germany. Yeah. To realize that with sausages, sauerkraut, mm-hmm. uh, Schweinhaxe, whatever, whatever food you eat down there, it's made for the beer yeah. they drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, of course. Either wheat beer or like light, hoppy but not over hoppy lagers. No, yeah. it's the same with Czech. I got friends, really close friends in, in Czech, so we always been there for the last twenty-five years or something, at least once a year, and uh, there also you have this. Typical Czech food with with a lot of, of pudding, uh, this bread, uh, bread pudding, knödel. Yeah, something. Yeah, some it's, bre- it's a bread knödel. Yeah, it's bread knödel. Yeah, mm. and this also, and, and with the Czech beer, and it's so good. But when now when they start to uh, experiment with the beers and they doing a hoppy lager, then so, then you, no, it's not good. It doesn't they, they, match. No, yeah. it's not for this food. <laughs> but I, I had some really really good wheat beer in uh, Czech also. But I must t- tell you, th- this must be. 20 years ago, uh, I went to check uh, to uh, a city called, uh, pronounce this, Olomuc, Olomuc, uh, something. It's a student city in, in Czech Republic. And we went to a small pub there, a small microbrewery, and they have uh, started to brew a totally new beer for Czech. It was a cherry beer. And I was thinking, shit, first time in Czech I saw a cherry beer. So, of course, could I order... Yeah, of course. And they bring me a lager beer, an ordinary lager. I was looking at it, thinking, what the... And then they have two cherries <laughs> in the beer. <laughs> Let's say it's happened a little more. Nowadays, they are a little more uh, experienced, a, a little better of making cherry beers. Sh- sh- cherry on top, uh, literal. Yeah, <laughs> and I was... Uh, I remember my wife, she was laughing like hell when she saw me just staring at this. <laughs> so, um, yeah... But uh, it was my first cherry beer in Czech. We're going to round off. You have to open the bar. I do. And yeah. I have to set up for the tasting tonight. Yeah. So I'm going to uh, serve everybody that's coming to the tasting some beers. Yes. Yeah. And gonna I'm, I'm going to ask you the final question that yeah. we always put to people in the podcast. And this is the meanest question to anyone who likes beer. You are going to die today. Okay. And you can have one more beer, any beer you want, but you can only have one. Which one would that be? <sighs> I know what it's going to be. It's going to be a beer that I uh, had once in the United States on a 
pub chain called uh, Hopcat. They had, it's a small brewery. They had two brew pubs and uh, nine or ten pubs or something. It was in, I think, Kalamazoo. Uh, we were at the pub and they had a beer called Unicorn on Acid. <laughs> it was uh, a little sour. I think it was sour kettles, uh, kettle sour or something. Uh, wheat, uh, but it was excellent. It's one of the best beer I ever had. And we went back the next day for another one. So I, t- I had it twice, but uh, <laughs> many years later, uh, I was in, in, uh, in, in uh, Brussels on the Belgian Beer Weekend, and a guy came walking there with a Hopcat logo and said, Oh, Hopcat, oh, you know it, he said. Yeah, I've been at that pub. I had unicorn acid. Oh, did you enjoy it? Yeah, it's one of the best I ever had. Oh, it's my my, my restaurant. It's my pubs. <laughs> <laughs> it was really nice. We were talking for for a while then, but but then I said unicorn on acid, and I love the name. Name uh, that's oh, a yeah. good name. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, uh, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. for, for Pleas- being in the podcast. Thank you pleasure for having, having you. Uh, and uh, we say as always, guys. Whatever you do, drink drink better better beer. beer.